0: Welcome back, my friends, to Earth's Final Countdown. This is a continuation, remember, of our Unlucky Bible Prophecies that Cami has started. Now we continue on. We're going to get into some really exciting things. Revelation 13, Daniel chapter 7. Have you ever wondered what on earth do bunny rabbits and chicken eggs have to do with Easter, have to do with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You'll be surprised and we're going to find out exactly what the Bible says about paganism and how it has crept into the Christian church. We're also going to go to Okinawa. It'll be thrilling as Kami shares with us some exciting things there. We were there together with a video crew and Kami and Kathy and I and well, you'll just have to wait for that story, it's coming. Remember, subscribe to this this channel, Unlocking Bible Prophecies, click like, and then the notification bell. If you have questions, prayer requests, maybe something's going on in your life and you just, you want to ask us to pray for you. We have a whole team just waiting to, to hear your request. And any Bible questions, anything that you have, go to WhatsApp, F- and it's plus one, two, two, four, two, 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 zero, seven, seven, seven. WhatsApp, two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven, Or text us at 224 222 take a screenshot with your, with your phone and pull it out and just take a picture or take a screenshot with the phone itself and you'll have that number and, and use it anytime you want. If you have questions and pray, we'll pray together then. Again, thank you so much for being with us. Last week, we talked about the world's greatest cover-up. That was an amazing topic as you look at it. It was a cover-up and it's still going on now. So many people don't even know about it. But when they see it, well, it just makes such a difference. I remember I was in Papua New Guinea, we were driving along on a project like this. It was amazing. One of the pastors said, you see that village over there? Yeah. Well, they're all Adventist Christians. They're all keeping the Sabbath. But it didn't used to be that way. I said, well, really? Well, early missionaries went in and they looked there at that text in Revelation chapter one ten, and it says, and I was in the spirit on the Lord's day the Lord's day. Remember we say the Lord's day is the Sabbath, the Sabbath is the seventh day of the Lord thy God. This is what we talked about. And they got to that text and they put, I was in the spirit on Sunday. Well, the students, the young people, they went to school and they began to learn, they learned to, to read English and from Pigeon, and they, they looked at the translations of the Bible and they started reading other translations. They said, that's not right. I was in the spirit on Sunday. No, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And so they start having lots of questions and we did some evangelism there. Now the whole village, they saw what the Bible says that the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God, right in the heart of the 10 commandments and the Lord's day is the Sabbath. That's what we talked about last week. And now the whole village, the whole village are keeping the Sabbath, worshiping God on the seventh day of the week. Wow. Tonight is when the whole world wanders. We're going to get more into Revelation chapter 13, Daniel chapter. Seven. Have you ever heard about the 1200, 1260 year prophecies? One of the largest prophecies, longest prophecies in the Bible, 1260 days. We're going to get into that. You're going to understand it. Next time we meet together, the mark of the beast. We're going to have it pull this all together. We've been talking about a lot of different signs of the beast and same thing tonight, but it's all going to come together. Don't miss the next presentation on the mark of the beast, the man 666. Well, remember, it's all about Jesus. That tomb in in Israel, Kathy and I were there not too long ago, and the tomb is still empty. That's right, it's empty. The tomb of the great world religious leaders, you go to those tombs, good men said good things, but their tombs are occupied. But the tomb in Israel, the tomb at Jerusalem, is empty because Jesus is a lie. So this topic is all about Jesus. If it weren't for Jesus, I wouldn't be here. Nope the promise that he's coming back to take us to the heavenly home. A friend of mine just said to me lately, oh boy, I'm so sad. I said, why? I, my, my wife just lost her father. It's, it's really sad when you think about the things happening, but there's a glorious reunion coming on the resurrection morning when families will be reunited. I can't tell you folks how much I'm looking forward to seeing my mom and my dad my friends who have fallen asleep in Jesus, Kathy, my wife, feels the same way with her parents. It's, it's going to be a thrilling family reunion when Jesus comes back the second time. Some of the puzzle pieces, Jesus says, you are two times mine. I bought you and I made you, you're, you're two times mine. The memorial of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is baptism, Romans chapter six, the memorial that were created in His image is the Sabbath, Genesis chapter two and Exodus chapter 20, right in the heart of the 10 commandments, the memorial that were created in God's image. Wow, it's amazing, isn't it? Again, the nine characteristics of the beast, the dragon gave the beast his power. We're going to see more of this in Revelation 13 at this session. Wow, we're going to get more into that. Remember the dragon is Satan, right? Nothing to be afraid of. (laughs) And the beast is a, a power that's a religious power and a world political power. Number three, he wages war against the saints, receives a deadly wound. The deadly wound is healed. The world would wander after the beast. The beast would speak blasphemous words. That's those blasphemous words claiming to be God. And all shall worship the beast and endeavor to change times and laws. We're going to look at these again, more in depth in this presentation this evening. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the empty tomb. Thank you for the faith that we have, that Jesus is returning. Bless us now as we dwell into the Bible, as we look at these exciting prophecies and we see what has happened and what is going to come. Help us to know that you love us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. The most important thing to take the Bible each time. As we say, you know, if it's in the Bible, I believe it. It doesn't matter what your Aunt Susie says or your Uncle Ben, what matters is what God says. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. Tonight, the session, when the whole world wanders after the beast. We're going to look at it, this world power. Remember, there's there's nothing wrong with talking about beasts because we do the same thing. Uh, we have animals that represent countries. Uh, America is an eagle and uh, England is, is a lion. It's interesting how over the years, different countries have taken the sign of a, of a different beast, an animal, a bird or whatever. And so a beast is just a world power. And in this context, as we have seen, this is a religious world power. Tonight, we're gonna to look at Revelation 13, a very intense study. And then I'm going to jump over to Daniel chapter seven. You see, they're sister books, Revelation and Daniel, and they interpret each other. Remember, the answers are in the Bible. Revelation 13, let's go there right now, chapter 13, verses one to three. Then I stood on the sand of the sea and saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and 10 horns, and on his horns, 10 crowns, and on his head, a blasphemous name. That is really interesting, isn't it? All these, let's continue on. Now the beast, which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear. Wow. And his mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him, that's Satan, gave him his power, his throne and great authority. Continuing on, Revelation 13, one to three, and I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound, was healed and all the world wandered after the beast. The whole world wandered after the beast. An animal crawls up out of the water. It has a body of a leopard, feet of a bear, and a mouth of the great dragon. What what in the world does all this mean? Well, let's continue as we study in Revelation 13. Or again, let's read it again. And I stood upon the sand Of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads a blasphemous name. Then he said unto me, the waters which you saw are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues." The water represents peoples, large areas of the world that are heavily populated, peoples, and so two-thirds of the Verses, remember we said this before, so much of the Bible is together. Two thirds of the verses in the book of Revelation is taken from the rest of the Bible. A lot of it is taken from the book of Daniel. Daniel chapter seven, actually two, seven and eight. They kind of come together and help us if we look at Revelation 12 and 13 and 14 and we start to understand, we see them. For example, the, the, the prophecy, 1260 years, 1260 days, years. Is mentioned in different ways of four or five times in the Bible. It's, it's pretty exciting. We're going to look at some of those this evening. Let's go to the book of Daniel, the sister book to the book of Revelation, Daniel 7, 2, and 3. Daniel spoke, saying, I saw in my night vision, my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven were stirring up the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, each different from the others. Wow, so these, it, it, these animals, remember we said before when we looked at Daniel chapter two, animals represent powers, world political powers. By the way, if you haven't, turn back, go back, look look at all the videos that are on YouTube and go to the first one and, and look at that, you'll, you'll be amazed as you see Daniel two as we talk about the great image that King Nebuchadnezzar had. This all fits together and that will help you understand where we're at today, Daniel 7.3. And four great beasts came up from the sea, each different from the other one. Those great beasts, which are four, are four kings which arise out of the earth. And so the four kings, kingdoms, thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom on earth. So the Bible explains itself, interprets itself. The beasts are kingdoms, powers, world powers. That's all there is to it. So what does it all mean? Well, let's go back then to Daniel chapter two. Babylon was the head of gold, Medo-Persia, remember? The chest of silver and Greece then the thighs of bronze and Rome then the iron legs and then the 10 tribes with the the 10 toes. Wow, 10 tribes with 10 toes, it all is beginning to come together. We'll see here, Daniel 2, Daniel 7, and Daniel 8, all kind of, they they explain each other. And as you keep reading and you keep studying, you see more and more what God is trying to tell us for the times that we live in. So these are the different images in Daniel 8. You have Medo-Persia, you have Greece, you you have united uh, Rome and divided Rome. And it's so exciting as you look at the book of Revelation. Daniel 7, 4, notice here, the first was like a lion and had eagle wings. And I watched till the wings were plucked up and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man, and a man's heart was given it. Interesting, isn't it? Here's a photo of a lion that was taken right out of the palace of Babylon. If you look at it carefully, you'll see two wings. It has wings. It is a well-known symbol of Babylon. Why does it have wings? Wings in the Bible represent speed. The Chaldeans, Habakkuk chapter one and Exodus chapter 19, the lion is Babylon. The lion is Babylon. Yeah, the key is understanding wings equal speed. Wings equal speed. Now Daniel 7.5, and suddenly another beast, a second like a bear, it was raised up on one side. Raised, so one. it was, had three ribs in its mouth, raised up on one side. The bear is Medo-Persia. That's right, Daniel 7, 6. After this I looked and there was another like a leopard which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast had also four heads and dominion was given to it. So the leopard is Greece. The leopard is we understand that four wings means speed, four heads had four generals. When Alexander the Great died, he was so upset because he, he, he was so fast. He conquered the whole world in such a short time. He had four generals. And these four generals, he, he, get, he split up his kingdom to and gave them to the four. So that's, this is what this means. So it's interesting You to look at history, compare it with the Bible. And so this was predicted long before it happened. When it happened, scholars in the, in the Middle Ages, during the Reformation, they studied this and they understood it the same way that we're talking about tonight. Alexander the Great, four years, he conquered the whole world. He died of malaria, they think. <laughs> he was so upset as he died. He, he, he conquered the world, but he wanted to do more and more and more. He just had this passion, amazing. Daniel 7, 7, again, let's continue on. After this I saw in the night visions and behold a fourth beast dreadful and terrible and exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. Wow, iron. It was devouring, breaking in pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. Who had the, the legs of iron? It was Rome, wasn't it? So, iron teeth, iron. You see how it's coming together? Yeah, it, notice 7 7 again, 10 horns. 10 horns. So, this beast has 10 horns, and we see the same thing in the book of Revelation, chapter 13. But Daniel 7 7, it was different from all the other beasts that it were before it because it had 10 horns. Remember Daniel 2? The golden image, the golden head, and then finally the iron feet, and then the iron, the feet of. A clay and iron that do not mix, they do not cleave one to another. Ten toes. Ten is important. It's very important. The beast is wrong. We know that. Daniel seven twenty four. The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom. Isn't it amazing how the Bible interprets itself? Keep, you keep reading and you finally get it, you see? So, do you see then the simple, how it is? The Western Roman Empire fell. And 476 AD, 476 AD, the Western Roman Empire fell. It it crumbled together and it divided up into 10 kingdoms and the 10 Germanic tribes. Remember the map now, these 10 kingdoms and that's where we are. Uh, We're going to move more into slow motion. I know this this may be kind of a lot, but just hang with us here. We're going to bring it all together and it's going to make a lot of sense as the Bible always does, Daniel 7, 8. I was considering the horns and there was another horn, a little horn coming up among them before whom three of the first horns were plucked up by their roots. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words, great words. What are pompous words? Well, in this context, it's blasphemy, claiming to be God. And we're going to see how this fits so well. So it's a small European kingdom. It appears after 476 AD. It destroys three of the 10 tribes. Three of the, so you have 10 and seven, three of the, ten. wow, it's amazing you end up with seven then, don't we? Our next clue comes from verse 24, Daniel seven twenty four. And the 10 horns out of this kingdom are 10 kings. Remember 10 toes, 10 kings, right? And it shall arise and another shall arise after them and he shall be different because it's different because all of a sudden, as we've seen before, it's a religious and a political power. So it's different than the others. It's not not just political, it also has religious power. That's when the paganism starts creeping into the church. It's so thrilling when you look at this. He shall be different from the first one and shall subdue three kings. Three of them, so it's a different kingdom. He'll destroy and subdue three kings, right? He'll speak pompous words. Pompous words, what are they? Well. Revelation tells us in the book, the Bible tells us, Papa's words is claiming to be God. These beasts come from the sea. You're going to discover that the little horn and the beast from the sea are the same thing, the same thing, Revelation 13, 5. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, John 10, 33. Remember blasphemy, what is blasphemy? Well, let's read it right from God's word, right here. The Jews answered him saying, for a good work we did not stone you but for blasphemy and because you being a man, make yourself God, claiming to be God. And so this power would claim to be God. we claim to have the, the same power as God has. It's amazing, the rulers accused Jesus of blasphemy, claiming to be God, claiming to forgive sins. Only God can forgive sins. Blasphemy is claiming for yourself to be God. The Jewish rulers crucified Jesus because he broke the Sabbath and because he claimed to be God. He claimed to forgive sins. He healed actually. Why does, Mark 2, 7, does this man speak blasphemy? Like this, who can forgive sins but God? Only God alone can forgive sins. That's what Mark 2, 7 says. If you claim to forgive sins, it's blasphemy. So it's a small European nation, appears after 476, destroys three of the, of the 10 tribes. It's a different kingdom and it speaks great words. It's blasphemy, it claims to be God, it claims to be able to forgive sins. Daniel 7, 25 again, hang with me. We're going to get, <laughs> I know this is a little complicated. And sometimes when we get into it, it it's hard to follow, but just, just listen carefully. We're going to, The Bible, remember, explains itself. We're going to get there. I remember one time, Kathy and I were planning to go to, to the Kasai, where we had lived for some time. It wasn't long ago. And, and something happened, we couldn't get our visas made just right, and so we decided not to go there. And So we decided instead to go into Rhodesia, Zimbabwe now, and go to Zimbabwe up to a group of people called the Doma people. And as we were traveling along, I, I looked at the news on my cell phone and I was amazed. There were some, some soldiers, some peacemaking soldiers who had come into the Zai, that Central Zaire, Central Congo, up in the old Belgium Congo. They had come into the area right by our mission at Lulangeli, where we lived for many years. They came into that area and they were captured by terrorists, <laughs> the rebels, it was terrible. And so all those who could speak Chuluba, who were from their area, lived, all the others had their heads cut off. Wow, I said, Kathy, look at this, they cut their heads off. <laughs> they cut their heads off. Well, the next day I looked at it, the phone again. Now, I was thinking to myself, well, they were local people. So we, we, we could have gone there anyway and probably had nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> I said, but I said, Kathy, look at this. There are two peacekeepers the next day, one from America, a man, one from Europe, a lady, and they came in to negotiate peace with the rebels and the local government. And they caught them, and they cut their heads off too. Kathy, I said, they cut their heads off. Wow, I was so thankful that God had stopped the process and gained the visa. We couldn't go to the Congo, but God, you know, it's kind of like God sits on top of a mountain and he sees all the way around the mountain at the same time. He knows what's coming. Wow, it's amazing. Remember, God loves you. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. As we went on down the road, we went to the Doma people. These people had been like pygmies and they were hid out in the in the forest and in the mountains. We had just gotten there and they told us how a, a lion had sneaked around their huts. Their huts are built up high on stilts. And, and a lion had come around their the hut there and they had found a little girl and killed her. And so we built a school and put a fence, a lion-proof fence around it. We dug some wells for them and we gave them these little, God pods, you've heard me talk about them. We gave them one of those, actually we gave them several hundred of them. They lost them and they used them, but by the time we gave them another group of God pods, there were 300 of them who had given their hearts to Jesus and were baptized. Some of you have been thinking about being baptized. Yes, just move ahead, keep studying, keep keep looking at what God has said and ask him to direct in your life and he'll give you direction. Now back to Daniel seven twenty five, And he shall speak pompous words, those are great words, blasphemy against the Most High, and she'll persecute the saints of the Most High. Persecute the saints of the Most High. God's children. Wow, that means there has been and will be a persecution coming because we, this power that persecutes people. Listen to what Revelation says now. Jump back from Daniel to Revelation, Revelation 13, 7. And it was granted to him to make war with the saints. Ah, there it is of the saints, make war with the saints, similar language, and overcome them, and overcome them. So it's a small European nation, appears after 476, destroys three of the 10 tribes, a, a different kingdom. They speak great words or blasphemy, it's a persecuting power, a persecuting power. Daniel seven twenty five. back there again, Stay with it, I know we're going, to little, we're going to slow down here and it's going to come together, just just hang with us here. And it shall intend to change times and laws. And then the saints shall be given unto his hand for a time, times, and a half a time. What does that mean? That's strange language, time, time. This, this power, it says, tampers with God's times and God's laws and endeavors to change. So it's a persecuting power. and thinks to change times and laws. Well, Daniel 7.25 again, and it shall intend to change, it shall try to change, attempt to change times and laws. It's the very law of God. That's what it says, Revelation 13.5, and was given authority to continue for 42 months. That's time, times, and half a time, dividing the time, 42 months. I wonder how, how does that work? So here's 42 months, do your math, that's three and a half years, Sometimes in Revelation 12, it calls it uh, 1260 days, 1260 years, this, this is the same time period. Remember in Ezekiel 4.6, Ezekiel 4, six, it says there in Bible prophecy, a prophetic day represents a literal year. So here we have years, so time is one year, 360 days, two times is, 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 it would be Two years, 720 days, half a time is a half a year, 180 days. The total is 1260 days, years. So 1260 years. This is so important, just, it's amazing. 42 prophetic months equals 30 times 42, or 1260 years. Prophetic days, literal years. Wow, so 1260 years, let's look at everything together now. Who or what is this describing? Well, if we're honest, we're going to have to admit something. (laughs) This is not an atheist. This is is not Muslims or Hindus or devil worshipers or aliens. (laughs) This is us. This is the history of the Christian church. Had we lived back in those days, we would have been in the middle of it. It's the history of the Christian church. A, A period of terrible compromise in the dark ages. That's when all this Paganism, that's when <laughs> chicken eggs, fertility goddess of Easter has nothing to do with the resurrection, of death born resurrection of Jesus, nothing at all. Uh, rabbits, it's fertility. It's the, the fertility goddess and the sun god, male and female, it, it's amazing how this all crept into the Christian church, the Bible predicts it. And does it fit? Yeah, it does. A small European nation, well, in the fourth century, Constantine converts. <laughs> Remember I told you about A&E video, how, how uh, Constantine, it says he changed the day of worship from the Hebrew Sabbath, the Christian Sabbath, to the Roman day of the sun, sun worship, Sunday. <laughs> wow, it's amazing, isn't it? Rome becomes Christian, quotes, <laughs> so paganism mixed in with the Bible mixed in with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Does not fit, does it? Well, it's true, is what happened. The church marries the state, and this this small European nation that represents that marriage, it appears after 476 AD, and we know that's true, it did. It, it was after the collapse of Rome that Emperor Justinian handed the keys of the kingdom of Rome over to the organized church in 533. It destroys three of the 10 tribes, that's true. It works very perfectly, in, in 533, the emperor Justinian moves his headquarters to Constantinople, which is called, do you remember? Today, Constantinople is Istanbul, yeah. He leaves the Bishop of Rome in charge and gives him the power of Western Europe. There is just one challenge. Three of the tribes refused to accept the Bishop of Rome, the Vandals, the Heruli, and the Ostrogoths. These these three tribes, These there were 10 Germanic tribes that had come down and these three said, nope, we're not going to follow the Bishop of Rome. This is a religious power, not a political power, and there's lots of war back and forth and lots of talk. And finally, we know that in 493 AD, the Heruli were destroyed by the armies of Rome. The Vandals in 534 AD were destroyed by the armies of Rome. And then finally again, we see in 538 AD, the Ostrogoths were finally destroyed. So the three were gone. Remember, 10 horns, 10 toes, now seven. The three are gone. All the barriers have been removed. The Bishop of Rome gets Western Europe, and that starts the rule of the state church in 538, the fourth identifying mark. 538. Keep that in mind. 538. Wow. So as a small European nation appears to After 476, destroys three of the ten, it's a different kingdom. It's it's different. It marry the church and state marry together. No, you don't you don't mix religion religion and political powers. If you do, you're looking for trouble, aren't you? We know that. That's why there were probably 50, maybe even up to 100 million, some people say more, people died during these wonderful, terrible, incredible wars when people died for their faith because they loved Jesus so much, they would not compromise. They would not compromise. Wow. Remember, 17 inches, (laughs) the home plate. It's 17 inches. You can't make it larger or smaller. It's 17 inches. It is what it is. The 10 commandments are not 10 suggestions. The 10 commandments that God has given us. It's like building a wall around us to keep us safe. Yeah, 10 commandments. It's Constantine's vision. It's come to pass 200 years earlier. And remember we saw that a and E. I I talked to you about, about the A&E video. Constantine, who changed the day of worship is his, this is what he wanted, to have it, see it all come together. Wow, <laughs> it's our history. Great words against the Most High, yep. Is this something we have done to our, our, our own Christian? Yes, it is. Let's be honest, let me give you some examples of the things that we were saying in that period of time. Here it is, notice, and let's quote, encyclical the letters Pope Leo, uh, we hold upon this earth the place of God. Well, wow. We hold upon this earth the place of God. God himself is obliged to abide by the judgments of the priest a- a- and either not to pardon or to pardon according as they refuse or give absolution. The-, the sentence of the priest proceeds and God subscribes to it. God has to do what the priest says. Can you imagine that? My Bible says, First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. God alone, God alone. You don't have to go to a man to confess your sins. It's God, he's the creator, not man. A persecuting power, yes, that's true as well. Notice the medieval church we said, between 50 and 100 million, some say up to 200 million died. The church may, by divine right, confiscate the property of heretics, this is what they're saying, this is what, this is, yep, here it is, public ecclesiastical law. Imprison their persons and condemn them to the flames. Condemn them to the flames. Wow, just because you want to worship Jesus and read the Bible, you were condemned to the flames. It was terrible, the Waldensians, up in the valleys of the lower France, up in the northern Italy is the, the Vaudois Valley, the Waldensians, Kathy and I have been there, and it, it, it's amazing. They, they hid out in those caves and they wrote scripture and they sold the scripture into the hymns and the garments of the young adults as they went to the great universities in France and in Northern Europe and they shared Jesus with them. When caught, they were burned alive, but they wouldn't give up their faith. They wouldn't give up their faith, no. We are told these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. Have you heard that before? That's why, that's why America comes into the picture. There's so much persecution going on. Christians who love Jesus wanted to worship God and read the Bible for themselves and confess their sins to Jesus. And this free land was opened up. The free land, the new world. And so it was based on religious freedom. That's why it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. That's why America came on the scene then. He thinks to change times and laws, yep. That's true as well. The Pope has power to change times, they say. They say, to abrogate laws and to dispense all with all things, even the precepts of Christ. Even the precepts of Christ. Wow. Question and answer. This is from the Converse Catechism. Which is a Sabbath day? Saturday is the Sabbath day. Then why do we observe Sunday instead of Saturday? And here's the answer. Answer, page 50. We observe Sunday instead of Saturday because the Catholic Church transferred the solemnity from Saturday to Sunday. Also from canon and traditions, as we read before, this took 18 years. They were asking the question, this is the longest of any council, asking the question, which is more important, God's word or the tradition, the words of the church? Which is more important? And finally, after 18 years, the Bishop Regio, he says, the authority of the church could therefore not be bound to the authority of the scriptures because the church had changed, or we should say attempted to change, you can't change God's law, had changed the Sabbath into Sunday, not by command of Christ, but by its own authority. Wow, can you imagine how could he? That's what the Bible says, think to change, endeavor to change God's law. The fourth commandment, the Catholic Church, Sentinel, May 21, 1995. We were in Portland, Oregon. I I found this, Kathy, look at this. Here's what it says, perhaps the boldest thing. The most revolutionary change the church ever did happen in the first century. The holy day, the Sabbath, was changed from Saturday to Sunday, not from any directions noted in the scriptures, but from the church's sense of its own authority. People who think that scriptures should be the sole authority should logically become Seventh-day Adventist and keep Saturday holy. Isn't that amazing? Jesus, Mark 7, 9 says, he said to them, all too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. Paganism had come into the church. Traditions had come into the church. The fertility goddess, the worship of the sun, amazing. And, And with the fertility goddess came, Easter and they mixed this up with the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And so people hide, <laughs> they hide Easter eggs and they have bunny rabbits. It's fertility, it's paganism, heathenism that crept into the church. Traditions, Jesus says, it happened in his time and it happens all through the ages. Keep your eyes focused on God. If God says it, I believe it, amen? If it's in the Bible, I believe it's for me. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. That's that's what we say over and over again. You hear Cammie saying that in her series and our series as well. We keep saying the same thing. Now the 1260 years, well, this one is very fascinating. You'll like it. Here it is, 538. Remember, we said those dates, 1260 years, 538. What, what happened then? We know the beginning date is 538. The last of the three tribes was pushed out of the, the way. 1798, well, what happened then? Well, there was, there was a lot of war, religious wars going on in France, and so we should expect something to happen. Berthier marches on Rome, February, 1798. He pulls the bishop off his throne, confiscates the land, and the Pope dies in captivity, right on schedule. What? Yeah, 1260 years, that, that time period ends in 1798, as the Bible said, and that's when the new land opened up, the new world. And that's when people from Europe say, we want religious freedom. And they came to the new world, to America, for religious freedom. And so we hold these truths self-evident. Yeah, all men are created equal. That was the point. And we, this is our history. I'm thankful the Bible tells us what has happened, what's going to happen. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and this is not new, as I've said before. You know, The great preachers of the past, the reformers, they all, They all understood this and preached the same thing. Sometimes we don't want to face history (laughs) and face the facts, but it's true. Revelation 13, three. And I saw one of his heads as it had been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. His deadly wound was healed. And so people ask the question, oh, what about the deadly wound being healed? What does that mean? Uh, Let me share some news that just happened just now. NBC Business News, Tuesday, December 8 2020. That's 2020. Big business, it says, gets its wings as leaders from major US companies partner with Pope Francis. What? The whole world wanders after the beast, huh? Partners with Pope Francis. 2.1 trillion dollars, 200 million workers. Religions must come together, that says, in the same article. To all matters, All matters is the crying need of our world. There must be a unity. Come together, all worship on the same day. That's coming. Isn't this amazing? This just happened now. The world follows, the world follows the church. Deadly wound is healed. That's right, that's what it says, and the whole world wanders after this world power, religious power, political power. Well, the amazing thing is to see what is happening. Jesus says, In John chapter 14, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Do you love him? Do you love him with all your heart? A friend of mine was doing a series of meetings just like this, Mark Fox. And he got a note from this Marine, Stephen, (laughs) in Okinawa. He said, I'm listening, I'm listening. And I said to Mark, I said, Mark, I'm going to be there in just a few weeks to hold a series of meetings in Okinawa. So I told Cammie, she came with the video crew, Kathy and I were there and we met Stephen. Stephen told us his story, and I'm gonna show that to you right now in a little video clip. It's just incredible how he, he was in Afghanistan, and he was a sharpshooter, and he, it just made him sick to stomach to remember what had happened. He, and, he, he, and so as he began to study his Bible, he began to come back to Jesus, and I had the opportunity of baptizing Stephen. Watch this video. AWR President Dwayne McKee was preparing to preach at one of the more than 160 evangelistic sites across Japan during the recent AWR 360 and Total Member Involvement event. At the same time, our AWR partner, YouTube evangelist Mark Fox, contacted us to share a testimony he had just received. It was Stephen's testimony. Listen to his
1: story. Alright, I was in Afghanistan. I was doing my first tour in Afghanistan. It was in 2009 through 2010, Um, and it was very hard. We were getting, you know, reports from other battalions that we've lost friends. Uh, We saw people lose their lives, uh, friend and foe. And I thought to myself, what kind of God would allow mankind to to be this way, to to do these terrible, crazy things? And um, as I returned back home to, to Garrison, I was on a destructive path, I, I chose alcohol as a medicinal purpose to forget the pain and the struggle that I had felt when I was in Afghanistan. After a few years passed, uh, I met my wife uh, in, in Japan, on Okinawa. Uh, we decided to move back to Japan after a couple spells in Michigan, she didn't like the weather. and. Um, I continued on my destructive path. I drank, I smoked even after I had my first son. I, I even told myself I'm going to quit smoking, I'm going to drink less, of course never saying that I'm going to stop drinking. But I continued drinking and I continued smoking and it just didn't seem like I was ever going to stop. And um, then a friend, an angel was sent to God, by, by God to me in the form of a friend and she spoke to me of my issues and she said, maybe you need to pray a little bit. And so I started praying and I started getting an intrigue and interest in, in God so I decided to do some research and I went online, I found Mark Fox on the internet, on YouTube and I started listening to this guy preach and, and share his testimonies and share these amazing Bible prophecies online. And it inspired me because he, I could feel his emotion, I can feel his, his passion for the Lord and it inspired me. I felt the Holy Spirit convicting me of the wrong that I was doing in my life. And so I knew I needed to change. And I went online, I found a church, the closest one that's you know was nearest to me, and I went and I found Pastor Messon. And he's been helping me, you know, in the faith ever since. And I've I've become a vegetarian, I've quit smoking, I've quit drinking. Um, and I, I don't plan on stopping. I want to praise the Lord as much as I can because I know without God, I'm only going to fail. And I'm going to cause people harm. And I don't want to do that anymore.
0: Isn't it exciting how God used YouTube to reach Stephen? After just a few months, he was volunteering his time for the local AWR meetings, which just happened to be at Dwayne McKee's series. And he was baptized. Isn't our God amazing? 1 John 1, 9. If you confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. As Stephen, as you read that text and as we talked about baptism, how you, the old man dies and the new man is resurrected to walk in newness of life and, and it's an about face. You turn around, you're facing Jesus. He was so excited as I baptized him there in, in Okinawa, giving his heart to Jesus. Friends, you may be thinking about that. You may be thinking about following Jesus all the way and giving your heart to Him and being baptized, or maybe just have questions about baptism, maybe questions about the topic we study tonight you can WhatsApp us at two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. 777 That's 224, <laughs> WhatsApp, one plus one, 224 777 WhatsApp is, you have to put that plus one in there, plus one for WhatsApp. Uh, but if it's just texting, you can just say two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. 777 Say, yes, Pastor McKee, I'm thinking about being baptized. I have some big questions, so can you help me? Go ahead and text us the questions. We'll get right back to you. Thank you so much. Remember, we'll see you next week as we look at the mark, the mark of the beast. It's all going to come together. You'll be amazed, shall we pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the example of Stephen who gave his heart to you and he knew he was forgiven for all his sins. And I just pray that you will bless him as only you can and continue to bless his little family in Okinawa. Thank you, Father, for Jesus who died for us. Father, we looked at some really heavy challenging things here. It has been difficult for us to comprehend it all, but as it comes together, we begin to see that she predicted all this. As we look at the history of our church, the Christian church, the greatest religion in the world, we have some problems. Paganism has crept in, but we study, we want to be pure, true Christians, and pure, true to our God and Savior. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for giving us too. In Christ's name, amen.